and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Is your talent in your head, or is it blowing, or riding a pole? Rude tasked the final five to give a talent show, and the definition of that word was quite literally put to the test. It's time to break down the penultimate episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And joining me is someone with so much talent, it's not even fair. It's my forever prince, Robbie. How are you? I'm good. What, a, what an opening. What <laughs> I know. Um yeah, um, the word talent, that was um, a thing that was um, stretched quite thin this episode, wasn't it? Um, I mean, I feel like talent is constantly subjective. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it's whatever makes a person feel like they are showcasing a certain side of themselves, whether it be humor, whether it be some weird quirky talent. I think each person has these hidden little talents and I think they should all be validated, but um, that's just me. I think, yeah, you're uh, right, you're right. You're, I think you're... everyone deserves. Yeah, every, everyone deserves to showcase their talent. You're always optimistic. Um, I'm not in New York, but you are. That's the big breaking news of, uh, of the, the podcast. Last time you were on the show, you were um, down in Orlando um, waiting for what? Disney to um, bring you back. And they brought you back in a role that um, I don't think you were fond of. Um, no. <laughs> and, and that's that's where I can kind of end that, yeah. unfortunately. Um, did you ever have aspirations as a child to be a Disney lifeguard? No, <laughs> I never. <laughs> I never had aspirations to be a lifeguard. So... Um, <laughs> it was it i i have very interesting tan lines um that are slowly imagine. fading away they're slowly fading um it taught me a lot of lessons in patience um and that um be some people may not be the best at parenting <laughs> I mean that's that's the real tea there. Um, when wow. when you when you leave your child that can't swim out in the middle of the water and just <gasps> turn your back because you think the lifeguard's a babysitter? No. That, oh, absolutely. I'm I, not surprised. I had just in the four months I had eleven rescues. Oh my god! More, which was more than a lot of guards that had been there for like three or four years. But I was. The moment I saw something, I was in that water. <laughs> the whistle was blowing and I was already in the air jumping as far as I could because you jump further, you swim less. That's true. That's true. I, I, I was a lifeguard um, at my local town pool when I was in high school um, because I was also on the swim team. So it was kind of one of those things where like you were one of the elite swimmers. You were on the, one, uh, one of the lifeguards. But yeah, as an adult, I don't think I'd ever want to be a lifeguard. That just does not seem fun. No, but there are, there are um, 
there are some people who have been doing it for years love it i just uh every day every day on that florida sun and heat i was just like this is where i'm at in my life right now and with I just a mask a- on in a yeah and while the guests didn't have one around me and i had that job before the vaccine was really even available to the masses so people would come up and try to talk to me and i'd just be like you need to back up <laughs> <laughs> oh god well we're gonna talk about fun things like drag race down under now i know that down under holds a very special place in your heart because you got to visit um the countries of our down under show yes um a few years ago i had the privilege of the cruise ship that i was working for with holland america um i ended down in australasia so i got to visit a lot of the outlying islands as well like vanuatu papua new guinea fiji samoa and then australia tasmania and new zealand um and then the company was great with the fact that you signed off and you had the option for either you could defer your flight for two weeks and stay where you were and travel around. As long as you flew out of that airport, they'd still put your flight out Um, or you could deviate. So anywhere along your route home, you could go to like, say if I wanted to go back to Hawaii before I hit New York, I could have, because we signed off in Auckland, but I stayed for two weeks and I got to backpack around the North Island. So and it's so cool. It's, it's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Truly, nicest people I've ever met. Um, and the humor is on point to me. So all the jokes that um, unfortunately RuPaul does not Doesn't get, get. <laughs> I I love absolutely. Now, did you get to see any drag while you were down there? I did actually. I. I can't remember the name of the bar, but I went to in Wellington, Mm -hmm. which is the capital of New Zealand, actually. Most people think it's Auckland. Um, But Wellington, New Zealand, which is the southern tip of the North Island, um, there was a bar. And they had advertised that night that Trixie Mattel was going to be there. That was was a lie. I was like what is she doing over here uh, well, I'm gonna go check this out um, but then come to find out it was just she was in town oh okay gotcha gotcha, gotcha. and I was mm-hmm. so I was duped but um, they don't they don't work for tips over there they they work to perform and it mm-hmm. um, they are hilarious I, they and there was a, a drag king that night too very cool. Um, so, and uh, I think, I think New York doesn't press their drag kings enough, like put them in the forefront, unfortunately. And I think in the community as well, we don't support them as much either. It's, it, it's very true. Um, for whatever reason, it's, it's drag queens. Those are what the mainstream media sees and drag kings are still so subversive and they're not cool yet and that's wrong and things will change but um i know that kita and anita's uh tv show down in uh new zealand house of drag had a couple drag kings on their two seasons um so i know that new zealand is a fan of drag kings a lot more than we are well and it's so funny because um i mean australia 
definitely has some more conservative roots in the more rural areas, especially, Mm -hmm. but you get to New Zealand and everyone is just so welcoming, so supportive, so inviting, even their leader. She, she marches in their pride parade every year. She's super supportive. Yeah. Well, well, maybe, maybe Joe Biden will do capital pride one year. <laughs> um we'll we'll get him a nice little scooter with some flags yeah. happy joe so <laughs> well i'm excited to talk about episode seven because it was an interesting episode um you could definitely tell that they were all tasting the finale um and how are you feeling overall about the season? I know there are a lot of people with a lot of opinions. If you ever scoured Reddit, oh boy, they are ready to move on. I, I think these queens aren't getting the appreciation they deserve because of production, yeah. which is so unfortunate because these are some incredibly talented queens absolutely and just because production wants to force storylines or whatever people want to say of rigging or things like that queens are getting overlooked or queens are getting hated because they're allowed to skate by through some things because a lot of the fan base just goes from zero to a thousand (laughs) unfortunately which i mean feeling passionately about something is a good thing um but yeah it's i'm i mean i enjoy it because i just really enjoy these queens in general and what they have to offer to the world and i'm glad they all have a chance to level up their platform but it's again it's unfortunate that this season is getting so much hate because of the production yeah, I mean, I feel like if that stunt that they pulled on episode four didn't happen, we'd be having a very different conversation. Um, there have been a few stunts, yes. That it's it's the arts moment of it all, and I I hope, given a couple months removed after next week's finale, that we can hear the real tea of what happened there because the conspiracies are wild. I still have my conspiracy that it was a a conflict of scheduling um because it's the only option i can figure out that makes any sense but either way we are where we are and we have yeah after this i tried to stay out of the conspiracies i just kind of at the end of the day it's not my show so i can either sit back watch and enjoy and support all of them or i can you not watch the show i um that's that's, true. And that's that's for me is if if i really don't like it that much i can take a step back and that's what's happened with some previous seasons is i haven't agreed with them and so i'm and i've been frustrated with some things and i go you know what i'm i'm good but um the queens definitely have me hooked in this and it's especially sad because art simone before the show was so beloved absolutely and and the introduction of her now to the masses passed um most of australasia into like tv screens and homes and it's unfortunate that she is getting so much hatred for some things that may not be out of like in her control Mm -hmm. it's true well let's dive into the episode because there is a lot to talk about 
It's after the elimination and Maxie had to stand on a stool to write her mirror message. And I thought that's very cute. As Art calls her, Maxie is a legend, icon diva. And then Kitta points out that she signs her name with a pair of massive tits. Guess she should have worn those tits on the runway. <laughs> um, Maxie will definitely be missed. She, she is a breath of fresh air because she's been around. She's been in the scene. She knows what it takes. And all it takes is to be kind. Truly. And she... I think she is one of the best hybrids of new and old drag. Yeah. As far as I don't feel like older queens or queens that have kind of set the stage for all of us younger generations to walk through, they don't get enough credit anymore because they're not doing the flips and kicks and tricks and they don't have the million dollar outfits. But what they do is still drag and should be validated and should be thanked in my opinion well Electra decides to throw some some shade at scarlet and says that she wasn't sure if she was going to win until she did her splits oh bitch but she didn't do 14 of them karen is excited that scarlet is here another week because she can't wait to see what corset she's going to wear next week it's true she she likes the corset she's looks sexy in a corset if it works it works Kitta is congratulated for finally winning. Karen thinks she's the biggest competition at this moment. She's never been in the bottom. Speak too soon? Good editing, right? I think everything alludes to who's going to be in the bottom from the beginning of each episode. Oh, fully. fully. They they are not hiding anything on this season. Mm -mm. And I mean, we'll get to that later, but I definitely don't understand it's because they need to have a clear storyline and they're just giving it to us a little too heavy-handedly yeah well kidda throws some shade toward art that you can't win the whole thing without winning a challenge and karen who is the drag race encyclopedia points out that sasha Valor never won a solo challenge but we need to remember that was also the first time they did do the drag smackdown so Put an asterisk on there. She did have some dual wins, but let's be real. Sasha Valor won that season the way that season was laid out. And I mean, it. she changed the face of lip syncs. She sure in did. In that moment, especially like even just in clubs, people, mm-hmm. people, everyone is now a greedy bottom that needs more and more <laughs> and more and wants wants tricks, wants stunts, wants all of these things. When you look at someone, if like to throw back a reference, you like love Lemon, but you look at the Alanis Morissette lip sync where Rita Baga just performed the crap out of that song. And yep. for me, I'm like, that's enough. Like that's well, all I, mean, I even, need. E- even this season with Maxine, et cetera, all Maxie had to do was mm-hmm. pull out that microphone show emotion and and really show us the words that's all you need um not saying tricks and flips aren't a winning formula it's how you entertain and that at the end of the day is what is most important when it comes to lip sync absolutely and like i said in the beginning everyone's drag should be validated should be valid and should be supported all drag is valid not all drag is good well, and that's always subjective, too. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yes, it, you're right. You're always so optimistic. 
<laughs> I just, well, I, I allude it to my life in performing in the mm-hmm. fact that I think there's too much hatred thrown around. And I think people are constantly getting little jabs in here or there. And even just little jabs, it's just little fires everywhere. Like <laughs> even little jabs will add negativity into it all. And it's, I think the more we uplift and support each other, the more positive and the the better all of our crafts will become. Yeah, no, it's true. Art is the rash that keeps coming back. Don't count her out yet. But as Scarlett says, it's top four plus art. Kitta says she can win and then she will win. Is this the winner's edit? Is this the foreshadowing for next week? We'll find out soon. The top four plus art walk in and play some rugby and please never again. Now, while you were down under, did you get to see any rugby? No, um, I really wanted to go see the, the main team down there, the All Blacks, um, which is their national team, but they didn't have any uh, events going on. So I was really sad. Have you because... ever thought about playing rugby? No, because I like my teeth too much. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and you have such a beautiful um, face that I don't, I don't want anyone ruining that. Oh, I don't care about that. I appreciate you. That's very kind of you. But I'm like, my teeth, my teeth are important to me. I yeah, need them. I want them. But <laughs> I do, I do love rugby. And I mean, rugby men are very beautiful individuals. Mm-hmm. So yep. I have no complaints. And their shorts get ripped off sometimes and they just go with the flow. And I say, go, mm-hmm. go fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, Kata says that when she started the competition, she wrote in her notebook who she thought would be nearing the end with her, and she included all of them, except Electra. Bloop. Um, who do you think had Electra slots? My, my prediction is that it was obviously going to be Anita. I also think Anita should be there. I do too. I mean, that was one I, rude decision that I was like, okay, you really fucked up the season, didn't you? That... That episode was the episode that I was like, oh, okay, this is this is what this season is. Yeah. And I am okay. This yeah. this is how this is because that's when art came back. And that's when Anita somehow, who I think honestly would have been the best Winner. one to win. Absolutely. Yeah. She's well rounded. Um I also disagree with the fact that she was in the bottom on that, uh, like not the bottom, but like I agree. the bottom two, just because her outfit has been done before. And I'm like, who did it better? The Vivian when she did the strands of tape, but like who did the paper better? Okay, kimchi, but she combined both of them. Right. I mean, and it's not like Davina DeCampo didn't do the bin bags before that Maxi just did. And the thing is, is they were different just because she exactly. used the same materials. And that's when I was like, they're really reaching for ways to discover how to send who they want to go. go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Electra knows she has costumes that are not nearly as good as the others, but Rue brought her here for a reason and she has a chance for uh, uh, winning. And that is what we call the candy muse delusion. The alarm sounds and it's time for a Rue appearance. We are a week away from the crowning of the first down under superstar. Rue has a sense 
of their char- charisma, uniqueness, and nerve, but it's now time for their talent. It's a down-under talent extravaganza, which is what we have never seen on the main show. Obviously, as they discuss later, it's a thing on the All-Star seasons, but never on the main season itself. So very interesting that it's going to happen and very interesting timing of when it's going to happen. Electra believes she has more talent in her pinky toe than these girls. And I'm like... You're really just giving the sound bites. You 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 know what happens. You're just giving us sound bites for the producers, and this is probably why you've lasted as long as you did. I I want to root for Electra so badly, and I find moments where I do. I just feel like she is her defense mechanism is aggression. Mm-hmm. And coming for other people, unfortunately, versus just being confident and happy in what she's producing, no matter what they say, and just not letting them get to her. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's that kind of she she wants to dish it out, but doesn't want to take it. And I think she's very talented. And I, it's unfortunate that her what they have used at least has been the more aggressive um and usually very angry um sound bites yeah it's it's really interesting because the thing that i have to remind the listeners all the time is there are drag queens and there are reality show contestants electra is fine at drag but she is an excellent reality show contestant because she knows how to deliver a confessional she knows what is good for a producer to use and that is a really helpful way to get as far as she did but she is um creating a certain character that we haven't necessarily seen before we've seen the underdog who is a lovable underdog we haven't seen the aggressive underdog like her yeah it's feel i i feel like she's been backed into a corner since week one and instead of going okay i'm gonna prove it by my work it's constantly feeling like they need to validate themselves and tear down everyone else it it's it's just a defense mechanism and the thing is too is we don't know the full story of actually what she's saying all the time because obviously you see her and scarlet sitting next to each other you see them so but they only ever want to show when they're speaking that they're going back and forth at each other right and, but, and again, it, it, it's easy to produce something when you give them a storyline and knowing that you can say you're dancing rivals, it gets you more airtime. So she, she knows what she's doing. She's a very smart young woman. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kita, as the winner of the challenge last week, gets to choose the show order and she's getting a little bit of a semi in her pants because she gets to have the power. She's got the power, and this is her chance to throw some girls off. Scarlett wants her to figure the highs and lows, but she kind of feels like she wants to sabo a little. Um, so hashtag sabo. I've not heard that term before, but I've kind of I kind of like using sabo instead of sabotage. Hashtag Sabaro. Yeah, Sabaro. We love Sabaro. Uh, closed in Times Square, right? It's is it there? No, it's gone, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not paying more than a dollar for a slice of pizza. That's fair. Everyone, Listen, if you are not from New York and you visit New York, you don't go pay for more than a dollar of the crack pizza. They sprinkle some crack on there and your day is even better. It's a joke. They don't actually do sprinkle crack. 
can't say that. Art will go wherever. She's fine. Scarlet wants to go last, but Kid is going to sit on it. She likes sitting on things. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna think about it for a minute. We see the girls start to run through their acts. Kid is going to do some magic. Karen has some balloon animals. And Art is playing with some serving trays. And I was very confused in that moment. Obviously, again, she's playing it up for the cameras, but I just didn't know what was happening at that moment. <laughs> I, I was like, is she trying to do some type of like telekinesis, mm-hmm. like humor type thing? I, you know, they definitely like to catch art at her craziest moments. Yeah where she's talking to herself or she's doing something off in the corner and i'm like if i was ever on drag race that would be what would happen to me too <laughs> yep that yeah that's that, that definitely would happen to you Electra states that they haven't had a dance challenge where she can flex those kinds of muscles so she's going to do something simple and tell a story through dance karen wants to know if it's drag and Electra says not traditionally and karen gives us a little bit of shade and a, a, a preview of what's going to come if you don't look good in drag, it kind of defeats the purpose. Electra's gut wants to go last, and but so does Scar- Scarlet. So how that's going to play out, we will find out momentarily. But what we do see is the poll is out. And um, we know that Scarlet is going to use the poll for her routine. And when Karen jumps on that pole and spins around, that is probably me if I ever had a pole that I got to play on because I would not be good. I know it. I don't have the the, 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 the strength to pull myself around that thing. Um, have you ever done pole before? Um, so when I did cabaret a few years ago out in Colorado, mm-hmm. we had just basically a big playground of a set. And so we had poles. And so I was constantly playing on it, teaching myself things. Um, I would use it anytime I could through transitions or running around and climb over. It's my favorite thing in performing is when I can just play with the set. Yeah. Um, just leave me alone and I'll run around like a, <laughs> a crazy person. Um, I don't want to talk to people. I just want to climb things. <laughs> um, and then when I used to work at a studio rental space around here in New York, um, who now has a different name, uh, but there was a pole dancing group and I, we were dead one night and they brought me in and they started teaching me tricks and things. And it's, um, that is an art form that is truly underappreciated. And I think people, people give it a bad name because they associate it with something else that shouldn't also be given a bad name. Would they associate it with stripping? And, you know, if someone wants to do something with their body, that's, that's their, their decision. And um, if they can make money off of it, go for it. Uh, Everyone should be able to do what they would like. And pole dancing takes so, I mean, you even look at, um, I guess, was it America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent? There was a girl, I think she made it all the way to the end and she did Mm. pole dance or pole performance. And so she had, she had a full projection screen on the back. Do you remember, do you remember that? Vaguely, vaguely. She, she, and these were massive. So like the poles were so tall and she would interact with the screen the whole time too. And so she took it to a whole new level. And so you really, 
underestimate the the scrapes, the bruises, the burns, yeah. the the level of you fall and you could potentially like it's full Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out that you you would do pole. I feel like you'd be very very good at it. I never said I was good. I, said I think I did that. It. I think that's what you should can start pursuing. You should do some pole. I think you'd be very good. Uh, Add it to the special uh, skills. A lot of times that requires some clothes coming off and being. <laughs> I'm just. I I'm good. I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll I'll convince you another time. Electra is going to follow her gut and she is secretly going to tell her boss, don't let's all not forget, Electra works for Ketamine, um, that she wants to go last. And Keta is just so nice. And how is she going to handle the situation? Um, before we get to that reveal, uh, Karen is showing um, Art how to make a balloon animal. And she just says, grasp it. And... I bet she has no problems with that. She, she's probably definitely done that a, a time or two before. But Kita has the list ready to reveal. What's it going to be? The order is Karen, then Art, then Kita, then Scarlet, then Electra. And um, how dare you spell Scarlet's name with two T's? She's not Elliot. <laughs> remember her? I do remember her. Uh, I wish we um, had her. I mean, I mean, I, um, my name constantly gets misspelled all the time. So I under, I understand sometimes you're like, oh, come on, like again. But I think she was already in her emotions in that moment. She sure was. And she saw, she saw one more thing and it just was kind of like, ah, like her, her blow up moment. Right. Well, she wants to know why Kita just had done did that. And Electra had like a quiet word with um, Kita. And Electra's like, I sure done did that. Yeah, I, I, I spoke to her. And, and, and Kita reveals that her thought process is where does she want to go? Then where does Electra want to go? And that is sisterhood between the Kiwis. I think she handled it fine. Um, I think it would have been appropriate to have a conversation with Scarlett and be like, hey, this is what, Electra wants we are clearly very close is there another position you would like to go but that's not the good television way this was the way to do it for tv yeah I mean I I fully understand her reasonings behind like how she put the order she she clearly said I'm going to take care of myself and then I'm going to take care of this person that I've known for years um because at the end of the day it's it's like who do you have in this competition if you don't have your people from the outside it's true so scarlet is bitter because in terms of producing a show it doesn't make any sense um which i will fully agree the order of things was not a great order but she's going to crush these bitches and she's going to say this as she is using a whip um i would love one of those those look like a lot of fun also why does she have a whip where, where why did that not come to play I wish it would have. I wish it would have come out. I like it would have been a great way to start the show if she yeah. instead of standing on that platform, if she would have like cracked the whip, then walked through, and then um, like strutted down, and then got on the pole or something, just to add a little bit of excitement. I mean, obviously, I think when you go back and watch everything, it kind of was like she 
she was the hands down like absolutely i know i know she did uh post on social media that it was a full two minute number and they cut obviously for time uh so maybe it was included and they just didn't need it they showed it earlier that's fine um but yeah i was like how did she how did she have that in that workroom and no one was playing with it prior to this whips are fun like they, they sure are uh stage combat classes got to play with a lot of them and learn a lot of different crackings uh they're great did, did you ever get to play indiana jones at, when you were in disney <laughs> no no that's a fun show when, when when that will come back who knows who knows if that will come back don't knows? say that listen we, between that and and finding nemo the musical i i i need them back don't don't they, give me that face don't give me that face. I will say that the company continues to look for ways to cut budgets from departments that don't provide receipt revenue. Okay, fine. Then which, you better put like an incredible e-ticket attraction within that theater and make me a great Nemo roller coaster or something. I don't know. Damn it, I love that show so much. You know, who's to, who's to, I Indiana Jones would probably be the first one to go um, just because it is such a big space and they could put something over there, which is very unfortunate. But I mean, with, with Hollywood Studios growing, they, um, they no longer need something of that size to pull crowds. It, it, that, that is very, very true, very accurate. But... Um... There's a lot of new IPs that are coming in the next couple of years. I'm sure they'll have something they can throw in there because that's their new game is putting some sort of IP everywhere. Anyway, back to Drag Race. <laughs> it's walkthrough time and Rue brings company as she is joined by Raven, who is looking a little less offensive this time. Because when she was in the UK, she was... We're not going to talk about that. Well, she enters and says, stop relying on that antibody because, well, I guess that's her confirmation of saying she had COVID before um, episode one. And that's why Rue wasn't in phase. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Raven couldn't get there somehow. And I mean, the, he... the rumor is that she was the only one on in the, the staff that was approved to do Rue's face. And she tested positive before filming started and that's why rue couldn't be in phase for that first episode funny 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 but overall i don't know if rue was tired or irritated but she just seemed so angry during every single one of these walkthroughs you can't blame the jet lag at this point but she just did not seem excited by anyone's talent <laughs> Yeah, you you throw a talent show in the middle of the competition versus the beginning, which usually a talent show is like, let's get to know these queens. Let's exactly. see what they can bring to the table. And now you're saying, okay, you're exhausted, you're tired, you've been working your butt off, and we've been giving you challenges. Now you're going to do a talent show. Yeah. Now you're and, and sometimes, for me, if someone asked me to do a talent show, I'd be like, uh, okay. But, I mean, when when not every queen is a singer, when not every queen is, I, listen, we've had some talents detox literally just like banged on drums with paint. Yep. And I mean, they, they ate it up. 
I don't know. I just, I think it was that very big, like, this isn't a talent. This isn't a talent. Or I don't like magic. Okay, well, it's not about you. Right. It's not like, it was It was frustrating to watch. Yeah. Well, Electra is first. She joins Rue and Raven, and she's going to do some dance, uh, something a bit more softer and emotional. Raven is apparently flexing a muscle, and here comes the flirtation between Electra and Raven. It was a little dirty. It was a little, little, little naughty between the two of them. And Rue is like, maybe that's what it was. Rue was like, flirt with me, and no one's flirting with Rue. And Rue's like being like the third wheel in this relationship. Um, perhaps that was the, the the thing that set her off, but. Electra kisses Raven's hand, and that was probably the precursor to the post-production sex fling when uh, the season ended. I, I could see the two of them hooking up. Who knows at this point? <laughs> it's been so long. It's true. Rue asks Electra if she is surprised to be in the top five. She says yes and no because she can learn the makeup, she can put on the right dresses, but she already has the X factor and she thinks Rue can see it. I think that is a very valid thing to say. Um, but at the end of the day, do you see yourself as a winner? And Electra still does. And I think that's that's um, a little delusional. I mean, a lot of times it takes, in a competition setting, it takes that kind of confidence. And like some people call it delusion, but it takes, it takes that kind of, when you're in a t- uh, competition of this caliber, it, it takes that to push out the inner demons, to push out the people around you that are telling you you're not good enough yeah. um, to kind of just get by. And I mean, listen, it's worked for her this far. Like it's true. She made it to the top five. It's true. Kita comes over with a fly. Cause apparently she's the ship. Rue asks her what she's going to be doing. And Kita says quick change magic. And Rue says she hates magic. Um, not a joke, just a fact. Kita is now literally shitting in her pants. Kita won the challenge last week and says she felt guilty winning. And Art is like, why you like that? I don't get that. Um, and then Rube throws out this term that I've never heard before. Perhaps you have. Um, tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of that I, before? I have never heard of that before. Neither but... have I. Apparently it is a, um, uh, a phrase out of New Zealand and Australia, meaning um, jealous people holding back or attacking those who are perceived to be better than the norm. Not really sure that fits what Kita's situation is, but Kita is just a very kind person and she doesn't like to show that she's potentially the best. So you know? she's, she, it's, and I mean, I think there's a lot that stems from a, she lost so much weight, so she's used yeah. to being, you know what, I'm just the funny one, and it's okay. Like, I don't have to be the best in show. And now she currently is the best in show. She's not used to this limelight being on her. Um, she, and it's a, it's a lot of weight to carry. I mean, there's also, Literally. It, it's that fine line to walk to between humility versus self, self-sabotaging. Right. And I feel, because the moment someone's confident people try to come after them and call them arrogant versus going, you know what, that's more about me than about them. Actually, it, uh, me thinking they're arrogant 
I think arrogance is kind of when people project it upon others, but someone walking through life confident is now a bad thing. And so she has started or has probably done it for years where she takes herself down a notch constantly before she feels like she's reached that part of confidence or arrogance. She wants to remain humble and she feels like, you know, I looked around and I thought these other people did amazing too. So it was probably shock. It was probably all yeah. these things. And yeah, I feel like too many people try to dictate how people should have their personalities laid out. It's true. Kita does ask Raven about self-doubt and Raven says, you come in as a top queen against other top queens. So you have to start thinking ahead of yourself, but not second guessing yourself as it will allow you to mess up. And I think that is something that Kita has done she is thinking a few steps ahead um as she has prepared herself for the season and she's doing a, a really bang up job and she is humorous she she's someone who you don't see necessarily as a um standout oh my god she's definitely going to win from the first time you see her but there's something special about her and it's been a really cool journey to watch her all this season long i mean truly like that first episode i was like oh, okay, I think she'll probably be one of the first ones to go home, like the first few. And I've been very happy with the fact that she has not. Because if we can't can't have Anita, I want Kita. Yeah. Scarlet comes by with her sexy heels and she will be doing some pole dancing. She will be doing what is known as a jade split, which is an inverted split off the top of the pole. It is dangerous. She tells us if she loses control, she will hit her head and then her full body weight will come toppling on her. And I was going to say full body weight, bitch, you weigh like 110 pounds. You are skinny. Um, But surprise, it's the first time she's performing pole. And I say, really give me the receipts. Maybe it's the first time she's performing it for an audience. I'm sure maybe she's taken, she's taken classes. She's taken, I mean, it's not like every bar has a pole set up. Um, But she is a burlesque performer. She's done a lot of burlesque. So I'm sure she's constantly taking classes or um, probably has a pole in her home Mm -hmm. uh, to practice and whatnot, because they have a lot of those uh, portable setups. So, Yeah. Scarlett knew her look was too simple last week and it lit a fire under her ass and she's going all out this week. Rue asks if she has any questions since she's been dying to ask Raven. And Scarlett goes, how many mills? Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Funny, because she's had so much work done. I love it. Rue was gagged. I thought that was kind of an, an important moment for Scarlett because she's not someone who necessarily shows her humor in front of Rue. And she is she can be funny. So I think this was an important moment for her um, to show Rue that she is someone she could be quote unquote proud of if she became a winner. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I'm just I'm just chugging along with each of the queens <laughs> till yeah. the end, which makes me sad. Yeah. Well, speaking of chugging along, Art comes over and she is going to be doing a performance art piece. It's not spoken word, but she will be using her mouth hole, her second most talented hole in her body. Um, how are you with your mouth hole? Are you, are you, do, do you have talent with your mouth hole? Oh. <laughs> uh. You had to know this question was coming. Come on. Oh, no. I No. Um, <laughs> I mean. You are very I... talented. You're a singer. 
I just um, say grass. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I think I sing okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think I have a big mouth like Freddie Mercury or like Art Simone, but um, definitely the only thing that's going in there is uh, some slices of pizza. Yeah, there you, there, there you go, there you go. Rue is not a fan of things in her mouth, um, just like not food in her mouth. Um, but Art tells her she'll be gagging in the good way. I found this very odd. Um, have we ever known that Rue doesn't like people eating? Rue doesn't like anything. Rue doesn't like anything. Clearly. She doesn't want to see about... any fucking H&M. She, she doesn't... Yeah. I feel like <laughs> she's she's started to take which is so unfortunate because of where she started. She's starting to take on all these ideals of this very, very young generation that is saying that drag needs to be this one thing and this elite tier of, like, what does she want to see these queens doing is what I... Again, again, like, there's something about Down Under Drag that I've learned from the show that it's there's a lot of camp. There's a lot of clownery there's a lot of um comedy this is a talent it is grungy british humor yeah like because british humor is very campy and dry and like at least australia new zealand tasmania their their humor is very it's grunge campy they're not afraid to be like dirty dirty they're yeah they're like whatever here we go yeah cool well, Scarlett is excited to see Art shove things in her mouth because it means she'll be quiet for a second. And I'm like, ah, that's that's true. That's true. Raven is a veteran of the Drag Race franchise. So what does Art ask her? She asks if she has any tips post-Drag Race. And Ray- Raven says, don't read the comments. And I think that is a very good call. Um, Rue calls it empty calories. It is something we've heard many, many times. And we've also seen a lot a lot of former Drag Race contestants read the comments, go on a, an Instagram live, and kill their careers within minutes. Um, it, it, it's wild. Yeah, I. there's so much negativity out there. And I truly, the reason I don't do social media is because I, I think the cons outweigh the pros for me. And it's... Um, so much negativity and when people get hurt they have a few different types of reactions to it there's retaliation there is sadness there is anger there is aggression there is also the really strong people that can take it and go you know what maybe i'm going to use this as constructive criticism there are people that can take that and um i just think we all need to be say it a thousand times we all need to be more positive and more uplifting and supportive it's true karen is last and she is going to do clowning and ballooning and no rue that it's not a sex thing it is literally balloon animals um rue reminds her that she has won a challenge in the beginning and she's kind of slid and she doesn't have full control of the karen from finance character and that's why she's stumbling so rue is like let control go and go sex kitten and Karen hasn't explored that. And she has one sexy thing with her. And Raven's like, make sexy balloon animals. Break free and experiment. Um, and apparently for Karen, My Kinky Life coming to Hulu this fall, starring Karen from Finance. Um, very interesting it, it, um, because it's one of those things where 
Karen has a brand. She's known for her brand. And literally the week before the finale, they are telling her, break that brand and try something new. How much of a mind fuck is that? It's because they want to be able to showcase that she can do more than just her brand. She's our winner. She's, and the thing is too, is that whole first episode challenge that they do for here for Drag Race Down Under and they did on both UK seasons. I'm, I'm just kind of curious as to why that dictates a win of someone bringing two costumes. Right. Why, like where, what is happening? It's just a way for you to say, oh, and they even did it on um, Holland. They were, it's the way for them to go, mm, we don't like what you brought kind of thing. Yep. And, and so she won that challenge. Okay. But they've, they've allowed her to stay in her bubble instead of from the get-go being like, hey, we want to see something different from you. We want, right. we, we want to see you. Yeah, it, it, it's hard because if we didn't know who Karen from finance was prior to this season, I think she would have less of a target on her head. Um, but because she is so well revered in the community because of the notoriety she has in the drag race community, it, it, no matter what she did, it was going to be harder for her, as are alluded to last week, that for her and Karen people know who they are they're going to expect something and if you don't meet those expectations you're going to get judged a lot harder um and i think if this conversation happened week two three i think karen can handle it but right now this is like what do you want me to show you because i don't have anything left well and also you're asking (laughs) you're asking someone to come to a talent show with something different you're telling them that in a day they need to change it up that's that's it's really screwy in my opinion and it's 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 not fair it's it's truly just not fair like why do they have to bring someone else's talent it's, it's one of those things where plot line, you can't always have, if, if, if Karen is the winner that they're trying to crown, you can't have someone level playing field the entire time because that's not a strong journey. You need to show some adversity. You need to show a moment of, of struggle. I think that's what they were trying to get out of Karen. And we'll see it because she's about to spiral and art is living for it. But she's not going to be doing French street artist Karen, but she's going to be Karen the hooker. And she's not confident in the thigh highs. Um, she's not confident making fuck me noises. All she wants to do is twist a fucking poodle. And she knows that if she doesn't pull it off, this is the week that she goes home. But again, if we are in two weeks talking about Karen as the winner of Drag Race Down Under, we need this moment in her story arc, just like we needed Alaska's um, PayPal you $10,000 moment because you need that moment of struggle to really crown someone. So I think this is something to keep an eye on should Karen ultimately get the crown. Mm, if I were, who deserves it is not for me to say who I'm rooting for who I'm rooting for is not Karen and it's and Karen and art were were the two that I knew of coming in and I said oh wow these two are gonna steamroll this competition 
Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they have not. And that's that's the beauty of, okay, I'm going to get myself in trouble right here. There is this thing when it comes to um, social media, where if there is someone that one person likes, and they tell their friend to like them too, and then a bunch of other people start to like them, and then they all, all of a sudden they get this following, and then other people start to catch on, and, other, and, and the other people catching on are like, but they're not that good but they already have this big massive following and they get all this, the, the this um, honor and this, the praises and I don't know, maybe get their face on drag race on um, let's say season 12 and all star six. Um, are they that talented? Maybe not, but they have that kind of following where it doesn't matter. They are just the superstar. And when it comes to showcasing the talent, everyone else in that room is equally, if not more talented, and it makes you go crazy and gives you excellent television. Um, And I feel like that's kind of where Art and Karen are coming into the season. They were international superstars because we were told we love them because either Art came to every drag con or Karen was a name that was referenced by Katya and Trixie, and that's why everyone knew them. Once we see them in action, meh. But, but here's the thing, is that drag, and, and this is where a lot of the younger generations I don't feel like understand drag fully, is drag is so much more Absolutely. than this competition. Absolutely. And, and any competition, drag is an opportunity for people to release something inside of themselves in some performative way and I feel like if someone flops on Drag Race or doesn't get to showcase themselves because of nerves or because of lack of money or because they just, you know, some, some people are better at certain competitions than others. And it's mm-hmm. so unfortunate that people then take that opinion and label it to this individual who has worked so hard. And I do think Drag Race in some aspects has helped certain queens, Mm -hmm. but I think it's also hurt other queens because people decide to kind of destroy them for no reason. It's because guess what? You're not that person that's up there putting yourself for the world to see and judge and showcase what, what you have. And it's so unfortunate that they, uh, as far as they'll gain fans from this, they will also gain so many, so many negative voices and so Absolutely. many, so many haters and versus just going, you know what? I bet they give a great dang show. Like I bet they do such mm-hmm. a phenomenal live show. I bet they're phenomenal on the mic. I bet they're phenomenal performing and lip syncing and just entertaining. And, and that's, that's, and that's, that's the difference is this is a reality TV show for entertainment using the scope of drag as its lens in. I, I mean, uh, Ginger Minjol give is the perfect example for me watching her on season seven. I was like, I don't connect with her. I don't like her. She is mean. I don't love her. It took me seeing her live at the Lori Beachman theater and seeing her in her element to be like, actually, this is an excellent entertainer. I love what she does, but you don't get to see that on the show. It, it takes the other part of the drag to see that. And that's what we always have to remember is there is the drag queen and there's the reality contestant. 
and sometimes the two do not line up. And that's what I implore everyone who watches Drag Race to do is go see these queens live. You know yeah. what? If someone isn't your favorite, still go see them, go support yeah. them and have a night of watching drag and they may change your mind. You know what? You may walk away from that going, eh, wasn't my shtick, but that doesn't mean you should send hate or you should send Absolutely. negative energy. You should go, thank you for your time, your energy and giving me a space to enjoy a show. And thank you for your performance because at the end of the day, we're all just crazy people trying to wander this world, trying to find some type of enjoyment. And we should support these people and not let a bad week or a bad run on a reality TV show reflect what image we hold upon people. That's true. It's talent showcase day and Scarlett's feeling like, oh, this is dangerous to pull for the first time on a world stage. Oops. Kitta notices the vibe has changed because they are all so close to the end. Karen is stressed due to the limited time to get ready. This is her make or break moment and she has completely changed her act. She's not second guessing. She just wants to get ready. So shut up. But Art wants to have a little bit of fun. So she's going to keep asking questions. Um, I would have punched her in the face and be like, bitch, I am. This is stressful. But also I would be like, you're on a TV show. Stop it. You can't have silence. I mean, I would have been the Karen in the moment. I would have, um, <laughs> that's, I, when I, I'm a more reclusive individual to begin with. I kind of keep to myself. Um, and when I'm stressed or when I'm focused, I really just kind of hone in. It's gotten me in trouble a lot of times because people think I'm being negative or I'm being, um, I just don't like the people around me or I don't want to chime in. And I'm just like, no, I'm just trying to focus on what I'm about to yeah. do. I have, I have really bad anxiety, performance anxiety. I get sick before every audition, before every performance I have. And I have to like, it's something that I have to do to bring myself to prepare myself for what I'm about to do. And so for Karen to jump out of her comfort zone and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a moment that I was like, I really hate that they are doing this to her because I can relate to her. And it's scary. You're jumping out of your comfort zone on national television mm -hmm. where the world is going to sit there and judge you. And, you know, yeah, Art, Art and Karen are really good friends. So Art's going to poke her and poke her yeah. and poke the bear. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would have turned around and been like, Please leave me alone. Like, yeah, I, I mean, Art, really need to Art, focus. Art wants to keep her in her head because then she can get a win, but we'll see if that will happen. Scarlett asks Electra if she is feeling confident after her chat with Raven and asks if she hasn't washed her lips since. But she's going out there to dance because none of them can do what she can do. And I bet Scarlett could, but that's a different story for another season. After Raven mentioned about not reading the comments, Karen asks Art if she's ever experienced anyone in comments being nasty. And well, she has. Um, she says that everyone has opinions of her. She had a Christmas gig where they replaced Santa Claus on Chapel Street with drag queen car carolers, and she experienced hatred. She got death threats about ruining Christmas she was doing something she loved while apparently ruining the world for others. 
She goes on to say that she had death threats from within her own family and her mom started to become scared that what if one of them came to a show? She says that this person grew up queer in the country, saw art get adoration being outwardly queer and open and accepted and they hated her for that. This person happened to be trans. No one supported her during her transition. And she said that person took her life. Art says that with Victorian drag, they take drag to every corner of the state to bring safe queer spaces to places that normally don't have them and tells the girls that if they are ever feeling really down to give her a call and they can talk through it. And I think this was a very important um, moment because not all of us feel like we have that kind of person in our lives. I know there are definitely moments where I don't feel that way. So it was um, nice to hear Art express this. Yeah, it was a very, it was, it was good for art as well, because it was a very human side that she's definitely got this, these walls up that she uses humor to keep in place. And she talked about something that's very tragic in her life. And, you know, it's tragic for that individual. And this is why the individual that unfortunately took their life. And I, I would hope that we especially as a queer community would start supporting one another and reaching out to one another and checking in on one another or you know even just strangers just being kinder to each other just opening our hearts and our ears because sometimes that's all someone needs sometimes that's all someone needs that will keep them from doing something that will harm them and it's it's unfortunate that in such a marginalized community, we continue to marginalize each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate. And I, I mean, I feel like I'm in a unique situation right now because I am stuck at home experiencing massive FOMO right now as everyone is experiencing Pride Month and going out and having fun and celebrating one another. But I keep watching these videos and it's the same kind of person going out and it either they're going to these bars and they're all the same hot beautiful person and you don't see diversity within these groups and everyone is cheering them on and 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 letting them have a good time but we don't care about the people who are who are struggling um and it's it's really unfortunate to watch and who knows what could have happened if this person was accepted in their own family Um, Because I'm sure someone like Art, who is a loving person, could have helped them through this moment and, and quote unquote, save them from themselves. But it didn't happen. And I think that's why you have to keep people in your life who are there for you, even when you are in your darkest moments. Well, and that's something that I want to touch on, too, is I think... I think a lot of people in the community feel like they're accepting, but they more are solely accepting so they can feel like a good person versus truly accepting and acknowledging the importance of all body types Mm -hmm. being projected out there for the world to see, all body types being supported all different races being supported. This is this is something that like, and this may get me in trouble as well, but I, and I was talking to a few people about this the other day. I don't support Broadway bears. 
I support Broadway Cares, but until Broadway Bears has true representation for the Black community, Latino community, Asian community, all communities that need to be shown diversely, but also all body types. Broadway right. Cares is about people walking around scantily clad to get raise money, and it shouldn't be about whether the person is 12 pounds with six pack abs or whether the person is 400 pounds and loves themselves just as much to get up there and be confident enough to strip down. But we don't in society allow people to feel beautiful in their own skin, which is so unfortunate. People talk about um, numbers being a 10, being this, or like people are out of my league. No one and we've had this conversation mm -hmm. on a street corner and I yelled at you. No one yeah. is ever out of anyone's league. Anyone that projects that upon another person is so wrapped up in their own mind of what someone should look like versus going, you know what? Everyone should be free to be them. And leagues are not a thing anyone that thinks that doesn't deserve that individual numbers aren't a thing that we should be rating people on because you're just using those to tear down others and make someone feel lesser so you can somehow feel better because you think you're a 10 compared to someone being a five or a six or a three i've been told many times that like i'm not a 10 or i'm not this and i go then why why are you wasting your time on me then? Because yeah. if you don't think I'm a 10 in your opinion, and you think there's someone else out there that is, then why aren't you pursuing them instead of tearing me down to make yourself better, feel better, because you want me to feel like, oh, if I'm with you, I'll look better. It's so, it's so vapid and it's so wrong. We need to uplift the voices of especially in our community, we need to uplift the voices of cisgender. We need to uplift, or sorry, not cisgender, of non-binary, of asexual people, the people that like you don't talk about and you don't bring up the transgendered individuals. We need to have representation for all of these people, for black communities, for Latino communities, Asian communities, um, Pacific Islander communities. Um, like it's so, the list could go on and on and it's it's so sad that the list has to go on and on for the people yeah. that don't have accurate representation and for people of all sizes they should be able to walk down the street in the same outfit as someone else and still feel just as beautiful and it's our job as queer individuals it's our job as allies to make sure that they feel like they have a safe space to continue to be themselves and destroy anyone that thinks otherwise. Yeah, it's true. And, and destroy is an aggressive word, but like well, no, destroy I mean, that mindset. Yeah, it, it's 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 really hard. It, and I, I feel like in the summer of 2021, as we're all breaking out of the COVID bubble and everyone's like, well, the roaring twenties are coming back. I'm going to be going crazy. And, and the amount of people I hear talking that way, they're going to hurt so many people in the process because they're just focused on this one thing. And I don't think our community is ever going to be a stable, positive community until 
there is support for everybody and I think we're a long way away from it and sometimes a conversation on a drag race show is a little tiny step but it is a step to start a conversation um so call out the people who are being terrible I mean, everyone did it during COVID and, and you had the COVID police and all those accounts. Maybe it's time to start um, calling people out for um, their very shallow minds. It's, it's, it all starts with acknowledging when you yourself are being a bully or even the smallest things. Yeah. And standing up when you hear someone around you saying something or doing something that you don't think is is right or should be acceptable and we we have to start with ourselves and then we have to go forth and figure out how how we can help others as well yeah and the most important thing is to listen if someone is saying they are feeling a certain way if they're in trouble or they need help or whatever listen to them if you don't feel like you are the person who can help them guide them somewhere but I think that's the moral also of, of art story is everyone needs someone in some moment. Someone is a phone call away and you, it, it's okay to need help. It's runway time and Rue walks out looking like she's about to give Michelle a heart attack because she is literally wearing every shade of green in that very tight dress of hers. Um, she looks all right. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I last week's episode was a big like, whoa, this is different to what she's normally wearing. So I feel like she's just uh, really experimenting down under. She sure is. We get Michelle and Reese once again, and I'm going to continue to say, I think Reese Nicholson's incredible. I know last week I had some pushback on the podcast, but I think he is so funny and he is the best addition to the show that they could possibly find. Yeah, I think he's he's... He's quick. He is he's, sm- he's smart. He's witty. He also is very supportive of these queens. Yeah. Yeah. And without Reese, uh, Michelle and Rue would have no idea what's going on sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. It's time for our down under talent extravaganza. And we're just going to go through some of the highlights. So feel free to chime in as we go along. But Karen is first and she is wearing a Karen version of a slutty dominatrix meets a Bendelacram burlesque look. She's um, wearing the same thing that she wore from the girl group episode, just with a black lining instead of that bright blue lining. She's wearing the titty tassels, the same build, and it's yep. also the same thing she wore in her bathing suit reveal from, I think, the first episode. So I don't really think it was that out there for her. Right. Well, I think the music she had was smart, being very sultry and sexy with a bit of camp. Um, but at the end of the day, she needed to push it further this was not a fully realized piece um i don't know how much time she truly had but she needed to do another balloon animal and be a lot naughtier i know she said she didn't have time to prepare this specific piece um but it it what it wasn't fully there she was making balloon animals in the workroom from day like from the beginning of this episode so she had she had time to prepare the balloon animals and if that's what you're bringing i think um there this everything is a talent but this was just um this was bottom material bottom two material yeah absolutely art simone is weird 
but that look, that dress, um, very similar to our dear friend Nicole Noscopy's star dress. And she's got a, a hair just like that that she wears with that star dress. So it was really cool to see that. Um, I think art is campy and doesn't need anything but her mannerisms to be funny. That is her talent. She is a campy queen. Um, I um, was a little surprised at how well she can unhinge her jaw. I mean, the whole fist didn't fit. She tried, but <laughs> she probably just has big hands. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Um, but what she did well, and I don't know how many people are going to catch it. Three is the magic number in comedy. She did three bits. That's why the beat worked. Because it, she started it is. with... Yeah, she started with the, um, the first one. She had the second one. The third one was not there. That's comedy. It works. Three that's what was missing from Karen's. Well, and it was, it was so smart too, because she did, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm putting this pie in my mouth. Now I'm going to go to the, I'll look at how am I going to fit all of these cakes in my mouth? And I was literally like, is she going to, is she going <laughs> to eat all of those? And so she puts the one in and tries the, uh, and then she starts throwing them. And I was like, that's funny. But Rue just stared. And then yeah. um, she went and she was like, oh, there's nothing there which was hilarious with her reaction. And then she surprised me with what she did. I was like, is yeah. she going to pretend to eat something? Is That's funny. Yeah. No, it was a very well-timed, funny bit. Um, it was very similar. Um, it's funny that Rue doesn't like magic. It reminded me of Nina West during the magic challenge um, during that season. Um, just, yeah. just the way they carry themselves through comedy like that. Um. Kidamine, I think, did exactly what she needed to do. This was fun. It was camp. And you know what? I think any criticism that she got was there simply for the storyline because they needed to put her in the bottom. Oh, absolutely. I think, like, they even said, you know, for those types of things, you might need, a, like, a different material. So why be understanding, but then go back on that understanding of that situation? And I also thought I was, the whole time, I was like, wow. That's really, that's really good. Whoa. Yeah. Especially the last one where she just like lifted the hat and things fell and the change. I was like, this mm -hmm. is some next level Holly Box Springs type stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the music was exactly what, where that first quick change needed to be. Um, so you can't, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if it's a two minute set, I don't know. I, I feel like we were told a story that wasn't necessarily reality. This is, this, if I ever said a rigor Morris moment, this is it. This is yeah. rigor Morris, rigor Morris. I agree. It was funny camp and she pushed it for, she could have pushed it a little further with cohesion, but you know what? I loved it. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Scarlett Adams. Yeah. I'm a little turned on. Um, everything about this got me hot and bothered. Um, she looks fine as fuck. Uh, she knows her body well. Reese, nervous to watch this, means he's a prude. And I thought it was very cute. And I, I'm going to call you out. I feel like that's how you watched it as well. You were probably like looking through your fingers and being like, oh my God, it's too naughty for me. No, I thought I thought <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, wow, that's because it's such a feat of strength to be able to do Absolutely. those things. And people associate strength with being like a bodybuilder, being this, or but there are so many different types of strength and pole dancers and pole performers, they are just, they are 
there are so many minor muscles in the body that they have built up and they work so hard for and to be able to do those tricks with cohesion and to never come down and reset too and right. the one that got me was when she was using her just like squeezing with her arms yeah it was very well done so I, I like was... I, what is that the weenus on the outside so is that the vagina on the inside and she just squeezed <laughs> with it probably yeah she she did incredible i mean it was very clear um there there, there was just nothing negative to her performance and and there it was what it was she was going to win and then you had electra um who looked terrible and this was fine for modern dance but i don't know it was just very much lost in translation the hair was not even combed through she was a man maury I was confused about her outfit choice and her hair choice. Um, so modern dance is one of those things that can be completely subjective. Like mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. in Orlando, I was fortunate enough to be with a modern dance company down there. And it's, it, there's so many different types of branches, like types of modern that it, it's one of my favorite styles. And I think this is the one that they did the most dirty performance wise because they cut out so much of it. You, they, they really zoomed in on her face and her hair. Yeah. They didn't show her dancing. They didn't show what she was doing. Do I feel like she was nervous? Absolutely. You could tell she was, she was shaking a little bit, but I also think there were so many moments that they, they didn't show because there was even a clip that happened and I can't remember if that was like when they were critiquing her. And I was like, wait, we didn't see that part of the dance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We I was like, we didn't get to see that. We only saw you zoom in on her face, zoom in on her face. Zoom in. I never got to see her technique, really, when she was doing the fuetes and second turns and pirouettes. And um, I was like, what I can't actually see. Is she pointing her feet? Is she like, how do I critique dance when I can't see the dance? Yeah, no, it's true. But um at the end of the day it was going to come down to the outfit it was something that we have heard from episode one she's not at the level of everybody else and when it comes down to her appearance and look it's going to be her downfall and clearly it was because she is talented she's got an x factor she's she knows it she she's just going to have to use that rue money that she's going to be touring the world with to up the um the look department yeah and and that's what's so sad is nowadays it's you have to have if you go on drag race you have to have the elite costumes like putting on um a red wig and a silver dress just won't cut it i love davina Campo though so me too um, she's my favorite so it's yeah it's people expect more and more and more and so many queens go into so much debt from the yeah. show because because the audience is such greedy bottoms that they just want you to have this elite thing where something as simple even if you look at Sasha Velour's like I'm gonna call it the winning outfit because that's where she really won was that yeah. simple dress gloves and a wig it mm -hmm. wasn't anything crazy I mean there is there is like um I mean, I'm definitely not one to talk about any type of fashion because I mostly just spend my life in gym shorts and a tank top that doesn't match. Um, but it, it was a little bit nicer looking, whereas the outfit that unfortunately 
um, Electro is wearing now is like, I feel like I've seen this in dance magazines before when I'm looking at ordering for competition girls or for like students that I've had in the past when I've taught. And so it, it is kind of that whole, like, I don't want to see any more H&M on the stage. Like you're, you're at the Olympics of drag. So you need to understand that you don't have to blow all your money, but you do need to be picky and smart and intelligent with what you're picking. I agree. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the runway. Speaking of things that people are wearing um, category is, How's your head piece? And in honor, because uh, we know we love to play with puns and, and, and lewd jokes here, we are going to play No Complaints or Too Much Teeth. So that's our version of Toot Boot. <laughs> you ready? Well, I've had several complaints. Them, I now have a number like at the butcher that just take one and they line up. <laughs> okay, let's start off with Karen from Finance. The headpiece is from Isaac Loomis, look by Mr. Frock Hard, hair by Scarlett Adams, and that's that pink one she wore in the Untucked, jewels by Club Doge. I thought this was very camp. Um, It's unfortunate that her poodle head was so floppy and wobbled to one side, but as far as the garment goes, it was beautiful, and I think she looked marvelous. And it is nice to see this sexy side of Karen. She does have to give herself a little more credit than she does. Not everything has to be buttoned up off as Karen, Barbie also had many different sides to her and so does Karen. And I think pink was a very lovely color on her. Yeah. I think, I think everything she brings generally is, is is stunning. Um, I was like, wow, wow. That's a massive headpiece. Um, But I do think, um, I don't know what's going out on the street right now, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but I do think that there could have been i don't know i feel like there was something missing like maybe a collar or Mm -hmm. um something like that if to really tie it into poodle because i definitely was like whoville right and then she like started explaining and i was like oh okay i see so if there would have been like um with that big of a headpiece she could have had like a collar or a leash or something but that's me being greedy but that's just about cohesion but i mean at the end of the day no complaints it looked amazing yeah i agree uh, michelle calls the runway beautiful her talent was making a balloon animal and she liked it laughed but it was short um she was giving karen from bondage ha 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 rue called her sexy and she felt a little uncomfortable and wonders what they will say in the office on monday morning but i agree no complaints this was a great look for me i do have complaints about the fact that uh, she should have been in the bottom too yeah i agree but Audience was 89%, no complaints, 11%, too much deep. Next up, Art Simone, look by Passion Couture and Tamara Claire, headpiece by Art, nails by Royal Claws. This was a beautiful forest nymph, and we've seen this aesthetic from her before, because um, this is an old piece that she restyled. Uh, it was still elegant. Um, I think her makeup is always going to be something strong on her. The piece was woodland, and there was movement with the butterflies, We've seen butterflies come from Kita, so it wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, so that was unfortunate with timing, but I just want a little more from Art. She has shown us she can go further with her drag on her Instagram. This runway would have been an excellent chance for her to go big. Obviously, they don't necessarily know the order of the runways, um, and she didn't know that this was going to be the one right before the end. 
but she could have done a lot more. And this is just me grasping at straws and complaining about her because she is so good at what she does. And it was still great. I mean, her, her makeup skills have always been impeccable. It's like her blue hydrangea, um, like we've got, there are queens out there that can really do some amazing things with a paintbrush. Yeah. Um, and like even Nina Bonina Brown can paint like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was amazing. At first I was like, okay, is this like Marie Antoinette in the forest? Because I was like, you already did a Marie Antoinette right. thing that I shouldn't have been in the top. Um, <laughs> but that's another story for another time anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, again, no complaints really. Yeah. Reese is obsessed with the runway because it's so dramatic, beautiful, and intricate. In the talent show, he didn't know what was going on, but he loved it. Rue calls it so chic and could see it coming down a Vivian Westwood runway. Michelle says she was stunning in the talent show. I'll give it no complaints. The audience, 87% no complaints, 13% too much teeth. Next up is Kidamine. Uh, no designers listed, which is a first for Kida. I don't know why she didn't have any designers, but that's okay. I love this. This is out of the box for Kida, doing her version of Club Kid while still giving you all the camp you could desire. It's very simple, yet the second those lights shined, it was brought to the next level. And we have seen a lot of drag queens try to bring some sort of light feature onto their looks. She's the only one who has made it successful so far. Um, I don't usually love whiteout contacts, but for this look, I think it was worked and it was needed. But Kita really has so much diversity this season on the runway, and that's a stamp to her ability of showcasing all of her assets of drag and how comfortable she is in her current state and her current skin. Um, so good on her. And those, those platform shoes, they were fierce. Yeah. It felt very um, teen Titans meets star Wars meets fifth element. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about the fifth element. Um, I haven't seen the movie in so long, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. isn't she the one who sings the song, like the, yep. the blue blue woman yep. with the long mm-hmm. tendrils coming out of her head and I thought it, it felt, at first I was like, oh, that seems really simple. But then I was like, it's not simple. It's just polished. And there's not, we're used to seeing so much extra with Kita that yeah. her extra element was the lights. And she was just like, you know what? I freaking love this outfit and I'm going to wear it. And so I, I really liked it. Um, she looked beautiful. She can paint really, really well too. She always looks beautiful. Um yeah, I um, I have no complaints. Yeah. Other than that, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michelle said it took a long time to get to the first quick change, and then the outfits were not great. Reese calls it dragic. Rue was not a big fan of magic, but is a fan of the joy she brings to the stage. Whatever. Critiquing the look, none of them did it. That's okay. I had no complaints either. Um, the audience agreed, 74% no complaints, 26% too much teeth. So not their favorite, but they enjoyed it. Next, we have Scarlett Adams. Look by Now Serving Snacks, Pasties by Darla Harland, Heels by Diamond Heels Australia. This is showgirl vintage realness. This beige is so soft and beautiful on her. Her beat is classic and real. It is a strong, cohesive look, and Scarlett knows how to make this big look feel very delicate. Um, 
as much as people call her problematic, she is a strong drag artist and a strong model, and you have to respect her for that. I think I think it was beautiful. I mean, um, she's had some really really strong looks in general. I think she knows her body. I think she. I mean, she also she constructs a lot of the stuff too. So that helps as well. Like when you can, sew, and she can sew really well and really fast, Mm -hmm. um, which is fast is a big thing, but to do it well and do it fast, that's a whole nother thing. Um, But yeah, it was stunning. It was very um, burlesque, um, like Vegas showgirl meets Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, it, it very, very much was Zigfield Follies. It was very classic. It was very vintage. And that's just such a strong point of her drag aesthetic because she is able to marry this old school um, vintage classic look with being a very modern person. Yeah. Michelle says it was mind-blowingly good. Rue called it frightening and titillating and was absolutely thrilled. Reese says they have seen the two sides of burlesque and her look is stunning and well put together. I will give it no complaints. Yeah, it was it was very smart how she um, was like, I'm going to give you this side of burlesque now, this side of burlesque now. So good on her. Um, yeah, no complaints. The audience, 87%, no complaints, 13%, too much teeth. And finally, rounding it out with Electra Shock, no designers listed because she gave us no designers all season long. Come on, Electra. This was a moment. I think the swing concept is really fun. It's very campy. It's very unique. My issue was the color story of the swing with the piece holding it up looked way too similar to um, the swing part because it didn't quite land and you needed a little too much disbelief um, to unsee it. But she certainly is giving you Velma Kelly and Sally Bowles in this look and her paint is one of the most beautiful she's done all season long. Yeah, I... The wig, I was just staring at the whole time and I was like, there's something, there's something off about it. I don't, is it, is it not combed? Is it not laying right? Is it because like she has a hat on now on top of this like bowl cut wig? Um, Yeah, I I thought it was beautiful and I thought she looked good. It just, for some reason, I just felt like it was disconnected and I think I wanted it, I think I wanted it to be one or the other. I wanted it to be Nicole Kidman or I wanted it to be like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Right, I, I fully agree. I think she threw in a couple too many references and tried to marry them and they're not necessarily marriageable. But I will say no complaints. I mean, she looked great. Yeah, Michelle says her dancing was well done and she hopes Sia saw it and she can be in her next music video. The part that didn't sit well was the costume and the hair and she knows it is doing contemporary lyrical and she you can't wear shoes, but it takes you out of the element. Cue Scarlett's head turn. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but Scarlett definitely looked at um, a lecture when Michelle said that, but she calls her runway the best she has ever looked. Rue says her look as has a sense of humor and the glamour and she should really be proud. I'll give it no complaints as well. The audience agreed. 71% no complaint. Too much teeth, 29%. And this is the first time I think ever we've gotten all the contestants uh, getting no complaints and getting scoring pretty high too. Guess what? It's time for the dreaded question. Who should go home and why? We knew it was going to come and this was a great time for it, but 
Karen is first, and she says Electra because she has achieved so much in the competition, and if her story came to a close today, she could go home happy. Art says Electra as well because she didn't deserve a crown just yet. Kita says her sister Electra because as much as she loves her, she is so proud. She sees her a couple steps down the ladder. Scarlet says Electra with no explanation. And Electra says Art because everyone started to make connections between themselves and their drag personas and started discovering new things about themselves. And Art is still trying to do that. And I say, wait, what? What did you just say about Art Simone? Yeah. What? That was an interesting. Like all you had to say was Art was already eliminated. <laughs> That's it. That's all you needed to say. I don't know what the hell she was doing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. If I would have been there, like, and I had to say something, it would have been, um, it would have been Electra, Electra. Um, oh yeah, I don't know where I went. Um, <laughs> I just disappeared for a moment. But um, yeah, and I mean, it. She she definitely has shown growth, but it's. I don't think it's at the point where she she's on the track record that she had to come back and be amazing every week. She couldn't land in the bottom. She couldn't right. be down there because she had already unfortunately landed there in the beginning. And, right. um, and for, and for art to say that she doesn't deserve the crown, that's not really fair because anyone that's there and competing is deserving of the crown. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like she played it up a little bit that she knew she was going to get the the full casket saying her name, but um, I just wish we would have heard what Scarlett said, because I know she's had something to say. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I probably... That would that would not be a question I'd ever want to answer because I don't want my success to be Fair. riding off of someone else's failures or yeah. like for me to cause someone else to end up going home or failing. Like I could never do an all-stars situation. Right. Yeah. Well, we 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 got all-stars coming up real soon because drag race never ends. Yeah. Well, it's time for Untucked Jr. The headpieces are off, and it's time to talk about that intense runway. Electra says she was surprised she was everyone's choice, and Art was surprised she said her, but she didn't mean any disrespect. Um, Kita asks if she let Electra down, and she was just surprised that her her boss said her. Kita says that if someone has to go home, dot dot dot, awkward. We don't have to have any more awkward silence because the alarm sounds and the Veronicas are here for therapy. We love this Aussie duo. Are you a fan of the Veronicas? I will say I'd never heard of them before. I'm no? I don't listen to pop music. I don't Okay. Yeah. Um obviously they will be our runway our, our um uh, lip sync song, but I I remember I mean, not- the Veronicas from this song. Not obviously, because, you know, we had uh, Kylie Minogue and they were like, we're going to wait two episodes before we have. As I said last week on the podcast, I think it was all part of the conspiracy because you not only had Kylie Minogue, you had Danny Minogue. They're both on the episode and producers in the past, as we've learned from season five, when they changed the lip sync song to Malambo number one, they will change lip sync songs last minute. And there was no reason why they needed to do a RuPaul song at that moment. But conspiracies that's all it is anyway 
let the Veronicas ask the hard questions because they are the ones who um, want to know who the tops and bottoms are. Um, Art says Scarlet is the winner. Electra and Karen are Scarlet's choice for the bottom. But Keita says she got negative critiques too. So they all are feeling kind of the same way you and I are feeling about um, who should be placed where. The Veronicas say at least they all look different because, you know, the two of them are hashtag twins. Then they decide to dig even further and ask who deserves to win Drag Race Down Underground. Art says Scarlet. Scarlet says Karen. Karen says Kita as she has the best track record. And Electra agrees. Um, I want to see if you noticed it. During that whole segment, did you notice when the music changed? No. It changed with Electra saying Kita. It became a little more triumphant. So I think that might be a clue for us. I I mean, at the end of the day, Scarlett has the most wins, but they she can't win. No, no, she, she can't. She, she can, like, she can't win. So, um, like, I am rooting for Kita. I really hope she comes back next week and just, like, obliterates them in a challenge and proves, like, hey, here I am. Like, but yeah. it, like... At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter about the challenges. Like, it really doesn't no. matter. It's like it's all about what Rue wants. Yeah, and well, I mean, you also look at someone like Scarlet Bobo, who didn't win a challenge until the end. Which I have thoughts about that one, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but like, they were still in it to win. Like it. If you are competing at a high level the whole time, it's not about who someone thinks is good and who someone thinks is bad. If someone's competing at a high level and what's asked of them in the situation, then they are a contender. Yeah. And, and we've had, unfortunately, we've had some people that like just maybe competing isn't the way they do drag. Absolutely. Kita says if she's not the winner, it should go to Electra because if they don't crown her the winner, because they're obviously not looking for the drag queen that is the most well-rounded, she does say that Electra has blossomed the most in the competition. I thought that was really cute and sweet and a, a nice backhanded um, compliment. Yeah. But the Veronicas give the piece of advice that a well-placed slut drop can steal the show last minute. Have you ever done a slut drop before? What is a slut drop? <laughs> I think it's, um, I don't know. It's either a, like a death drop or it's what like Detox did with the X. Um, can't <laughs> say. Honestly, if I do a death drop, I sit down on the ground first. Like, <laughs> and then I just, I, I full on Bob the Drag Queen, like season eight finale where she sat yeah. down and then prayed to Jesus and then laid down. Yeah. Well, Scarlett doesn't know about a well-placed slut drop because she's been called a well-placed slut, or as Kita says, a misplaced slut. Funny. Kita's quick. Kita's very good. Rue has made some decisions, and for her, it's an easy one. Scarlett Adams is the winner of the week and wins a range of merch with her face on it and a $5,000 cash tip from Merch Mother. That's a cool kind of prize. Um... Because getting a designer to do your merch and that, that that's that's a good prize and I hope that can get um, given in other places too. Yeah. Art yeah, I mean that's a, that's a way for them to make a lot of money too. It's true. 
Art and Karen are safe, leaving our Kiwis, Electra and Kita, as the bottom two. I think your opinion and my opinion are the same. It should have been Electra and Karen. Absolutely. Honestly, I think if I had to choose, like if Scarlett wasn't the winner, I would say Kita was the winner. Yeah. Because, she, I mean, she brought something that was like, wow. Even Rue was like, how did she do that? Like they, this whole. They were just looking for the little things of how to critique her entire number because it wasn't what they wanted, but it was executed effortlessly. It it was done really well. And I think storyline-wise, if you put Kida in the finals without a bottom appearance, she is your winner, hands down. There's no discussion. And I think that's what they were trying to avoid. So it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, Drag Race is here for the mind games. And they play also, the mind So Karen would have gone home if she lip sank against anyone but um, like if she if she honestly she should have gone home on her first lip sync, but like she yeah, she's a she's a performer, not like a dancer against She's These a comedian. Other queens. She's yeah. Comedian. All right. It's a family affair as the New Zealanders are here to battle each other to the Veronica's Untouched, which is a great song from, I think, 2007 is when that song came out. Um, we get a bit of a moment where Electra is telling us it's too much to lip sync against Kita, but it's a fake out. Um, she's walking to the back of the stage for a moment, which was very lackluster. Um, Kita couldn't really move too much, and Electra could and almost. I'm going to say almost felt like she was willing to throw it a little bit because we've yeah, seen it, it better. Was... But here's the thing is like her Bee Gees lip sync was phenomenal. Yes. Like one of the smoothest, cleanest like splits that I've ever seen when she twirled yes. and landed in it. Um, that was phenomenal. The next one um uh, shake your groove thing mm-hmm. was interesting. I thought it's she a was harder like, song. It's a much harder song. Uh, well, I mean, like, if I was watching that, I would have probably chosen Coco yeah, to stay in that in that situation. So then, watching this, I don't know that. So there's sometimes there are dancers who like focus so much on the dancing aspect that they don't really listen to the lyrics of what's going on. And I feel like she went for like a fighting for her life moment when the song wasn't really lending itself to that. Whereas like, honestly, Mm -hmm. Kita, I mean, Kita couldn't move around a lot. And I think that might've paid to, it might've helped her a little because she's probably not a mover. She's probably not a mover. So if she would have tried to move more, it probably wouldn't have helped her out a lot, but I think she she looked phenomenal and Electra she, was confusing to me. Kita is just fun and she gives excellent face. She she is very good at lip syncing um, because probably she wasn't a mover when she was a lot bigger and she yeah. had to rely on her lip syncs and she's very, very strong at it. Um, the only thing I would have said was um, because clearly some of the queens did change their hair. I wish she would have taken out the contacts because you lose that connection um, with those white out contacts. And I wanted to see a little bit of the connection there. Um, but as Karen points out from the back, 
Rue's eyes are on Kita because she is just so dynamic and she really it's, owned it. It's that whole thing of like going back to, I mean, it's one of my favorite lip syncs of all time is the Alanis Morissette one, because I think Lemon was fighting, but Lemon didn't sell like Lemon's a dancer and she didn't yeah. really connect with the lyrics of that song and just understand that you don't have to do all of that. And yeah. Rita Baga was like, I know this song left, right, center, up, down, let's go. And the moment like Rita took her contacts out and flicked them, I went, I'm already in it. I'm already yep. in it. And that's like Kita, I was like, I'm in it. I'm going to watch you because this is what I want to see. Yep. I love that there was a hug between Kita and Electra at the very end of the song. Bonds are the deepest, strongest part of drag and they are sisters, relatives. I, I think we're still um, officially saying that um, Electra is her niece. Um, still haven't gotten official confirmation on that one. But Kita says Electra, the underdog goes. And as Electra walks off the stage, being the man that she is, she gives us a Joey Tribbiani, how you doing? Very funny, very cute. I got some burning questions to end this podcast. Are you ready? Sure. What is Electra's legacy? I would hope that she can be remembered for listening, the moments that she did listen and applying them to growth and to learning, learning how to take what she's learned here. And when she goes back and watches the show, going forth and adding it, I hope her legacy is that of someone who came on like young, newer to the game and um, was the rooted for underdog. Yeah. of the season i could if if the rumors of an international all-star season is true and it's going to be as good as we think it might be and there is an international all-stars too i think Electra is going to get the spot from drag race down under um, because she's going to have enough time to grow and build and i think there are a lot of people who appreciated her journey and didn't think she got a fair shot so i expect electra to be in the drag race franchise moving forward and cool i'm i'm i love to see some growth obviously next week we're going to probably end with a um lip sync for the crown we have four how many will be lip syncing in that the final lip sync um at least three Okay, you say three. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting because um, obviously season one of UK, uh, same episode count, same queen count. Um, they eliminated, never brought anyone back. They had a final two um, from a final three. UK two um, had a final four, but that's because they saved both queens in the penultimate episode. And obviously Ellie was the one who had to be dropped for that moment. And all three of them got to lip sync. Which I, I don't didn't, know. I didn't. Agree, I didn't agree with that. I like. I mean, I loved Tace and I loved, like, I loved all of the queens on UK season two. But I was like, Ellie did well just because, yeah. like, I was. I was so confused by that. Like, why eliminate one? Like, why yeah, I, just be like, you're not gonna do it. Right. I thought. I. I personally thought it was gonna be Tace eliminated as well, but I don't know. So that's where my confusion is here. Um. I think we're going to only get a top two. 
Um, but I'm going to ask you the question I ask every week after seven episodes, the winner of the season is. Unless Karen pulls out a win. If Karen can pull out another win, she's winning the season because that's what they've wanted from the get go. Mm -hmm. But it's for me, it's ketamine. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about challenges. It's. I went into the season thinking it was an obvious top two of Art versus Karen. One of them is going to win, probably Art, because if there's a season two of this show, Rue's not coming back. Art Simone's going to host it because Art Simone probably should have hosted it from the beginning. I'm going to change that. I think your top two are going to be Scarlett and Kita, and I think Kita is going to win. I really think that would be the icing on the cake. She is a deserving winner. She represents down under drag exceptionally well she gives you camp she gives you fun and she is a good person i would love to see ketamine win she also other than thailand season one winner she would be our first like different bodied winner well i mean uh, we, we, don't forget about lord cheney Okay, yes, I <laughs> I did completely forget. You that forgot was about Lawrence Cheney. I did, I did. So like, but she would she would be one of the few and it's it's representation that we need out yeah. there. And and you know what? It's it's it is a really beautiful story. Obviously, we want to as we would discuss earlier celebrate all bodies. Um and for her her body transformation was important to her. She didn't want to be a big girl anymore cuz she needed to change. And she is, you can see how happy she is. I don't know if you've seen any videos of her and Anita on YouTube when she was bigger. You could see that she was a lot more insecure sitting next to the twig that is Anita. She is so happy and just, just, just the smile. And it just, Kita just seems like the right winner. Going into the season, it didn't make sense. Watching this journey, it just, it seems right. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, I feel like every other season you've been able to be like, it's probably going to be one of these three. And this is probably the first season that I've gone. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. I would not have expected that. I I feel like I've gotten every single winner the past couple seasons. um, This is the one where I'm wrong and I'm, or I'm, from the beginning, I wasn't right because I, I got, I had Simone, I had Lawrence Cheney, I had Envy Peru, I had Priyanka, um, I had, I had five in a row. This is the one where it changed up every week. So I, I love it. I love being wrong sometimes. And yes, let, let, we'll see what happens. No matter what, there's going to be a lot to talk about next week. I know you're not on social media, but if the kids want to find you, where can they find you? Maybe on Venmo to send you a dollar. Um, I, if you want to donate, donate to a cause that means a lot to you, donate to, donate to Michael, donate to some, something out there that inspires you, especially nowadays with Black Lives Matter and with Asian Lives Matter and Hispanic Lives Matter, some type of situation, or even especially with trans youth with their, um, medical coverage for therapy or any type of situation like that has been cut from a lot of states. Find funding that you can donate to. Find something that makes you 
makes you want to fight alongside and donate to that, uh, donate, donate to your favorite queen out there and spread positivity with it. Let's, let's, let's stop hatred and just start spreading positivity and uplifting all performers. See, and this is why you are my favorite person on the entire planet. You are just, just an amazing human. And I am so thankful that you are back in the same area as me. And I can't wait to see you. And thank you so much for being my guest this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I wish everyone out there a safe rest of 2021. Let's hopefully rid rid the planet of this hateful virus so we can go back to as much normalcy as possible get out there perform spread love and uh to you michael continue making a platform where lots of underrepresented queens can come and speak and i'm glad that you have something that you have been able to spearhead for many years since i've known you so yeah i'm really i'm really proud of you and what you've created here well, I mean, I, to end the podcast, I didn't share it on social media. I kind of was in my own feelings. and not sure how I wanted to discuss it. But the other day was officially 10 years of my website, Theater in the Now. So it's been a journey. So, and, you know, I hope you continue to do what you do because you are one of the most supportive people I know of all forms of art from drag to theater to cabarets to any chance that you get you will go find some type of artist to support and I hope you know how much I appreciate it and I I hope the community spreads love back towards you as well thank you that means a lot the biggest thanks to Robbie for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.